0: Then let's forget what we should have done earlier,
1: and continue with what we should do now. Hey everybody, My, uh... I am Phil.
0: And I'm Kyle.
1: And we are the Unsociableists, back as a surprise for America's most treasured holiday, the patriotic uh, prestige of 4th of July we wanted to surprise everyone and drop a little do a little feed drop i promise doors on a noglob part 2 is still coming but uh, i've been lazy and i've got a D&D campaign to start planning mm-hmm. now
0: yeah, there's plenty on the plate. There's a whole bunch of stuff to look forward to, honestly, other than the you know, imminent collapse of everything else. Yeah,
1: but for now, we wanted to keep you entertained and uh, make fun of America for good old tradition's sake on this uh, most sacred of holidays. So we decided we would uh, bring you a little uh, patriotic reading series.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be nice to be uh, back in the seat. Um, I'm out right now. I'm in Florida right at the Alabama border I'm hanging out with some family we do this every other year and it's like honestly it's been pretty nice to not have to think too deep <laughs> for the last day where I've forced myself not to think basically at all about anything in the news because I don't want to talk about it with my family I don't want to bring that shit down uh, but it has been a little nice even to be willfully uh, distant from this and I think another a good way to handle that besides you know being purposefully distant from reality is maybe just to make fun of it
1: yeah i mean i've been living i've been here in missouri living in the belly of the beast as it were when it comes to regressive americanism so uh i just this will be a nice escape a chance to vent where the people i'm talking to don't actively agree with the supreme court
0: (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ
1: so uh yeah we're gonna go ahead and start uh with uh an article I found, so we all know, uh, I mean, when, back in 2014, pretty much everyone across the board agreed NPR is a bastion of leftist content, just true true, uh, good liberal agenda, really trying to um, show people that, you know, the uh, that human, human rights are important. That was just, we all believed NPR was on our side. Well, I've got a little article that came out on July 2nd of this year that uh, just shows where NPR is at nowadays. And it is called Fourth of July Fireworks Cancelled and Delayed Due to Worker Shortage. So.
0: You start that off, and firstly, it's, you know, it's due to worker shortage. Immediately in our minds and the people listening, I assume that means, oh, great. That's uh, because obviously no one wants to work people anymore, are being worked. <laughs> yeah, that's what it ends up being. That's what it's kind of selling, is, at least from the byline. It sounds like they're saying, hey. Um, the world is getting worse, and it's the fault of working people.
1: See, so, yeah, this was written by uh, Taylor Hutchinson and Catherine Fox, apparently, uh, for for NPR. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it it starts out uh, about as bad as you might expect. Fourth of July is a holiday with a lot of sensory experiences. For some, it means going for a swim at the beach or pool, hosting a barbecue and enjoying a burger, or perhaps most importantly, sitting under the night sky and watching celebratory fireworks crackle and boom overhead. Nothing screams patriotism like a bunch of bombs on our own country to balance out all the bombs we throw at other countries.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you gotta show it off a little bit back at home.
1: Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely like our explosions. But yeah, this year's, uh, to continue, this year's celebrations might look and sound a bit different for many Americans, though. And that's because there's a nationwide shortage of pyrotechnicians, otherwise known as the people who are qualified to safely coordinate and oversee fireworks shows. For some, that means rescheduling fireworks shows, something that had to be done in Ocean City and College Park in Maryland. For others, it means having to cancel the show entirely, which was the case at Lake Meredith in Texas. What travesty is that they weren't able to get their explosions off in these locations, or won't be able to, I suppose, but you know.
0: Now, like, I don't want to be a Grinch or nothing, because obviously, like, it's fun to see shit blow up. I like fireworks sometimes. I've Um, never been a fan, so maybe that's
1: just me. (laughs) eh,
0: Well, to each their own. But I'm saying, like, if you do like them, firstly, it doesn't, It's not the end of the world if you just have to wait a day. I mean, it sucks that it's not on the day or whatever, the day that you want to do it. But it's not that big of a deal. But also, it seems so much like, firstly, there's going to be a bigger demand. Obviously, it's the year back. There's going to be growing pains. And to forget that they could have kept people on. You know, They could have brought more people in because of all those PPP loans, because of all the stuff that has propped up places. Like, I mean, I'm sure that the, you know, most of the people selling secondhand fireworks and that they're not, they're not getting, probably not getting PPP loans, not getting all that much help and probably went under last year or the year before. Um, but like the big resellers, you're like, you could have probably trained some people. Yeah,
1: I'm sure, I'm sure that if, uh, our government had really wanted to make it happen. We could have had plenty of people happy to work Fourth of July shows because we could have offered them fair wages. But, you know, right? That's that was that was never going to be the plan when it, when the alternative was to save money for the rich people. Yeah,
0: yeah. Essentially, there's no there's no levers that are going to be able, be allowed to be pulled on at this point if it's not you know around consolidating around you know the powers of capital you know that's where it's going to be it's the money's there they're going to try it it's it's got a mind of its own at this point and it's going to start siphoning more and more away from you know what little is left of the state and welfare system or you know any kind of cultural uh at least acceptance that people should be paid a certain amount at at the very minimum you know it's just going to continue getting worse until it starts getting until people start getting organized, yeah. not to take too much from this pyro thing, no, I but mean, it's, it definitely seems like just one more aspect of again.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, every job field basically. The, the rule now is uh, we will pay you garbage, and if you don't like it, then we'll make you the one at fault and not the victim.
0: Yeah, no, it, because it, it, all of these, you know, we, there's we'll talk about it, but they're you know they're the big decisions or whatever that. Everybody's talking about, you know, with the EPA, with Roe, but there are hundreds of lower courts that have ruled against workers all across this country. And not to say that that's, like, equally terrifying as something like Roe, but it is, like, the grand scale of it. You see there's a huge—the entire state, like we've said before, is built to—the state is just an instrument— of one class dominating another class, mm-hmm. and until that class that's in charge of the state is, you know, proles, it's it's going to be in charge of the capitalists and people who are going to push down on us. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, I think it's a. Uh... It's just, you know, one, one more sickening aspect in uh, the specific field of power techniques is the one that NPR decided to hate on these workers because NPR is a bastion of leftism, but, I mean, they're not hating yeah, on it, but they it. are definitely, there's 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 some backdoor shading that uh, is thrown at, at them for sure. Um,
0: and right, that, it's also a part of, partly, like, it feels like they're coming at it, like, like most Americans, like a customer, like a pissed off customer at customer service, like, why I'm calling the boss, why aren't they doing something because these aren't Not that I know too much about a pyrotechnician's job, but um, if it's at, well, I know a little bit about the ones that perform at like on stage shows and those are pretty intense jobs and they're probably also getting more money following bands or working a a, a constant venue for, you know, shows um, than they would be firing off fireworks for a municipality. So I can understand why right now, especially with how many shows are going off, there's a lot of, there's a lot of need for, uh, live event workers because so many of them died or lost their jobs and had to switch into another career during
1: 2020. Yep. And, uh, that, yeah, it definitely gets touched on a fair bit, but, uh, we, uh, I mean, it obviously not in the way that would be healthy to a leftist mentality, <laughs> but yeah, to continue yeah. on, uh. Obviously, July 4th is the number one major event of the year, said Kathy Saldago, director of Parks and Recreation in the city of Fairfax, Virginia. Everybody wants to do their fireworks show on July 4th. She found out only a few weeks ago that her fireworks supplier wasn't able to secure a technician and that they would have to cancel the fireworks show she originally had had planned, and now Fairfax's show is scheduled for July 5th instead. Again, what a horrible fate that you have to tragedy. extend our imperialist holiday more days. You know what? I think that mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe maybe it's a good thing. Maybe long term, we'll finish Pride Month and immediately go into Patriotism Month, where we just love how much the founders had <laughs> had it right back in seventeen seventy six, and immediately yeah, undercutting to... uh, anything we did on Pride <laughs> Month.
0: <laughs> right. No matter all of that posturing that you had just done is now completely undercut by this new posturing. Oh, you did like a Juneteenth ice cream, and then you know. Forgot about the country that is right now still invading Africa. <laughs>
1: anyway, um, carry on. Uh, the demand for licensed professionals on the Fourth of July is not anything new in the Fourth fire Fireworks industry. Is not anything new in the fireworks industry, but making a comeback after the pandemic has affected the ability to fulfill demand. The fireworks industry was completely crippled in 2020," said Julie Heckman, the American Pyrotechnic Association's executive director. Heckman said the industry lost 90 percent of their revenues. Now people are able to go back out and celebrate once more and as a result the industry is beginning to bounce back. Yeah, cuz I mean it's good covid is over. No more covid obviously. So we can all, no more COVID, we can all just get back out and pack exist. ourselves like sardines on a lawn somewhere to watch explosions in the air. And uh we you know we should be, we should have our right to do that and to mm. once again I mean I am not opposed to the right to have shows but we you know it's not, we can't the amount of pretending that this pandemic has just disappeared completely is absolute at this point and it's a little disheartening
0: (laughs) yeah no especially for people who are vulnerable or who are i mean like the, the the we we've spoken about this there's no there's no there's no state to rely on as a as a normal person there's no no one out there who's you know trying to look out for anyone other than themselves because this is such an individualist culture and such an individualist way of organizing people uh if you can even call it that at this point it seems it's an organization obviously but not not a cooperative organization but yeah it's like nobody's thinking about how it's still affecting you know 100,000 people every day are getting new cases so it's like okay this is great um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's. what are you going to do with this now? It's it's just so proven that it's not going to affect anything.
1: Yeah, at this point, <laughs> at I, we, we, I think we do need to, to accept that, yeah, COVID, much like any other sickness, is now just part of living. And you, just have to... yeah. Oh, yeah, you might get some COVID sometimes. Deal with it.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, it sucks. It's like you're going to have to pay for it. You're going to – it's just another, another line item when you go to the doctor if you ever do.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, to, to wrap it up, because it's not a very long article, um, until capacity is back to normal, fans of those signature explosive lights may have to settle with some compromises until then, like shifted dates or fewer shows. Saldago sees an opportunity in these growing pains. I guess on the bright side, we're celebrating July 4th for two days, she said. So again, going back to, yeah, it's, it, this is just one step on the way to uh, Founders Month, where we celebrate how things used to, the good old days of 1776. When everything when we had everything stuff. right
0: yeah when everything was still great <laughs> that was the last time it was cool
1: yeah I mean unless you were literally not an aristocratic straight white male and as long as right. you were How any you? as long as you were that exact group yes everything was perfect back then
0: <laughs> yeah you can just do just fine as long as you were a slave owning plantation haver
1: <laughs> yeah and um I mean, it's okay, because the good news is we are trying to bring our rights back to those good old days, so, you know.
0: Yeah, they're working <laughs> on it. They're getting it back.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, just I, the way, I mean, I mean, I'm i i, I mean, I'm a, I'm a cynic when it comes to fireworks, for sure. I think that fireworks shows are m- more propaganda than they are enjoyable, but maybe, I mean, also because I'm autistic, I never enjoyed them as a kid. I've got found them to be overwhelming and mm. annoying and terrifying and bad, so, you know, that could <laughs> be fair. a factor, I don't have any nostalgia yeah, for no, it.
0: <laughs> no, I, uh, that's fair. I, um, I like them. I like them mostly when they're not at 4th of July. I really like, uh, fireworks displays at like, I, one time, so the opening game for the St. Louis, um, USL, the second American soccer league called the STLFC, we went to the opening game of them uh of this of this uh season i guess and they finished the game they won one nil which was like awesome cool um and then they invited everybody out onto the turf and we laid out there and they shot off fireworks at the end of the game and i was like that's fun you know that's not a whole lot of craziness you're just hanging out with a bunch of people who stayed after a soccer game and now you're watching a bunch of exploding lights um So I dig that when it's like it's something that because it is one of the very few things like uh, I mentioned to you that and I might be cribbing a little bit from them. But uh, the new Chapo was pretty good where it was talking about how we are always so um, we're encouraged to be alone and not to talk or trust anyone um
1: and it's and i was that divisiveness definitely is working against us but also as someone who has talked to his fellow man here in missouri i worry that there are enough people out there who have so b- heavily bought into the stupidity that america wants to sell to you that that I, I, like cause they talk about uh we that something will change and that that is a good thing i feel like something might change for the worse and it will you know, I I don't know. I, I'm not as optimistic well, as that chapel episode possible. was. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> I don't even know how optimistic they were. I think first, I I agree. Actually, no, you're right. They were pretty optimistic. But I think the there is a point in having a little optimism, even if it's false. You know, even if you're knowing knowingly convincing yourself of a lie. Um, especially right now, and I think that was kind of what they were going for because I do think there is some reason for optimism. There is some union activity, thankfully, in the service sector, um, which seem to be a bit more strong than, say, other possibly corporate captured unions. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's. Uh, I don't know. I I think that it's. It, I I like shooting off fireworks, and I think it's one of the rare rare occasions in American. Um, I mean, it's hardly a culture, but it's like. In American, like the American calendar. When are you hanging out with anybody that you aren't immediately like forced to hang out with, either through work, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, if you like your coworkers, or if that's, I think I like them as as workers, and I'm gonna go live my own life outside of that. But um, yeah, I'm
1: rapidly finding it, out I can't, I can't stand to, my coworkers. But uh,
0: right, other folks, I, I. They're fine. I, I'm not going to hang out with them. Yeah, no, that's, that's um, absolutely
1: fair. I mean, yeah, there is something to us actually getting together in some communal sense because community is an important facet of, of humanity.
0: I think there there's a, an anonymity that comes with, like, other public events, like going to a concert or a club. Like, you're not really involved in any communal sense with anybody because you're not observing you're existing in a single bubble, hopefully hoping to attract attention or to release yourself. And it's still a very insular thing at a bar or at a club. Uh, Um, I think, but when you go and you view something out in the open and it's awe inspiring and there's, you know, something there and you cook together, that's something I think that is good. Instrumentally. And it is not in, in, you know, integral yeah. to be it is not all automatically a good thing.
1: I generally agree, but uh I'd say my big problem is just when the uh, fundamental underlying tone is patriotism, it's a real bad place to try to sell the idea of death to America.
0: No. No, you're certainly right. The, the this particular holiday. I'm more again <laughs>
1: Yeah. I know yeah, fireworks in general, yeah, not I get you. So much a that, show that's uh, on a lawn <laughs> where people are just sitting and enjoying some spectacle can have can be a good place yeah, for communal outreach. But definitely I, I don't know. Again, I just don't like fireworks in general, so that might be a factor. And of course, the I mean, the pollution that's isn't fair. ideal, but you know, that's either here or there. No, but it's not.
0: <laughs> it's also kind of minimal compared to all the other stuff that we're tossing up. That there.
1: is true. I mean, and it's not like it's going to get better, especially. Well, again, we'll talk about the subscribe no. later. That'll be a news blast stuff. But uh yeah, I cannot actually look at your article because I'm not a New York Times subscriber and they're very st- stupid about that. but uh, I will yeah. still be an active listener as you jump into yours. I made
0: a little burner account nah, so that was something.
1: I'll just uh, I'll just listen. I'll just listen along.
0: All right, so this is a an article called uh, the American Flag belongs to me too. and this year, I'm taking it back. Ooh, it's a guest the essay in the opinion, con. Yeah. And this time, it's personal. I'm taking back the flag. <laughs> You're not going to see this flag until it's garroted around your neck. <laughs> All right. And this is by a, a woman who, um, Margaret Rankle, is a contributing opinion writer who covers flora, fauna, politics, and culture in the American South. It's, uh, you know, she's a, liberal white lady who lives in an urban center in the south they exist um no clue if they're any more or less
1: they're probably that brand of liberal who thinks that by living in the belly of the beast, they can help more
0: i don't know i I mean yeah probably but they also probably just do that self-hating thing which seems to be coming across a little bit in this article where you hate where you're from and i get that because I don't necessarily love oh, where mean, I'm I, from. I don't like I the have people, for sure. I have nothing
1: but bad things to say about Missouri. St. Louis specifically is occasionally tolerable, but the state that I live in is abhorrent.
0: <laughs> right. But it seems like there's something like they think them, themselves so much more cultured in a way that I find particularly grating, because I was one of those assholes when I was in college in St. Louis. I was like, oh, I'm so much better oh, yeah. than everybody around me. I,
1: I mean, I hate seeing reflections of myself anywhere because then I'm like, oh, I hate that person, which means I hate myself. Yeah, God I don't damn like it. This.
0: <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Learning more and more how much I should just eat. The,
1: the key thing is that you, that's the thing, but if you could look back and cringe, then that's a great sign. Cause,
0: I suppose that's better. Yeah, yeah. that means that you depends recognize... on you if you're like cringing at... yeah. <laughs> If you like grow up to be, you're like a normal kid, like with fine views, and then you grow up to be a uh, a proud boy, and you cringe because you weren't as hateful. Maybe that's a. That move, is, but...
1: yeah. There is, there's truth to that. I mean, the cringe has to have a positive trajectory. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Care to uh, go ahead and let's let's get this thing on the road.
0: Absolutely. So here's Margaret Rankle. Nashville. We bought our house from a military veteran who hauled his flag out on every official, patriotic occasion. It hung from a flag mount embedded in the bark of a maple tree, and during our first years in the house, we followed suit, at least on the 4th of July. Back then, our neighborhood always threw a block party on the 4th. Children decorated their bicycles and their dogs and careened down the street on what was generously referred to as a parade. Parents vaguely supervise the obligatory games. Uh, firstly, gross. Why? Why are you calling them obligatory games? Yeah, why you, is it? Is it such a it, such a hassle to put on a three-legged race, yeah, an egg yeah, toss?
1: If you don't do all, the, <laughs> we have to do all this stuff for the enjoyment of children. Oh, and why do we, why it. do we have to make our children happy with things? Fuck! What a hassle. You
0: know what kills me is like, uh, I I so I'm here. I'm I'm in Florida. My younger cousins are here. They're. Like ten and the eight, um, so pretty young kids, uh, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're gonna, you'll be, you'll be such a great dad," which uh, unlikely. Um, if
1: you're, if, you're, if you care about like, your kids, you won't all have I'm them. Is,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm giving all I'm doing is giving like a moderate amount of patient attention to these kids, and they love. I mean, they're good kids, so they're easy. Um, yeah, but I mean, and it's like I don't get why people can't ju- I get it. Like maybe you. Uh, were raised on lead paint chips and huffed, you know, leaded gas fumes. But uh, that makes you super angry and you hate your children or something. I just don't understand don't how know. people. I mean, I've met enough so people upset about doing in that.
1: Missouri now who I work with who hate their children. So
0: <laughs> why, I don't, whatever, you made them, man. It's, you you stirred the pot. I don't get it. Anyways, you stirred the pot. You eat the sauce. Nope, they stirred um, the pot and they're and
1: now their kid has to choke down whatever shit they made. Right. (laughs) And it's their fault for existing. Um, Anyway, sorry.
0: No worries. But mostly, instead of these obligatory games, of course, we sat in the shade to chat until it was time for the potluck. There was never any mention of politics. If I knew a neighbor's party affiliation, it meant we were friends, and friends in those days granted one another the grace to assume that goodwill prevailed on both sides. Yeah, not, we were all proud to be Americans, even if we didn't agree about which aspects of our sprawling, messy democracy merited pride. I guess that
1: – at, the, at mm-hmm. end the end of the day, if you're proud to be an American, then yeah, it doesn't really matter what end of the political spectrum you fall on. You're supporting evil. You, 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 you can, you can, you can, like, you can f- proudly try to fix America, but you should not be proud of what America is or to be part of this country right now. <laughs>
0: Right. You can be proud to be like in your neighborhood and know your friends. I don't think that American firstly is non-existent. If anything, I'm like, now I'm a Pennsylvanian. I mean, we very rarely, the only thing in America that is common is our, is, is that we consume Mm. like there is no culture differentiating us. We're all just a consumptive mass except for the people who are forced by necessity to create some kind of community, take like, you know, poor black communities, uh, immigrant communities, people who actually have more connective tissue than what we bought in like a trail of receipts. Like, uh, it it, it drives me insane to to think of people who are like, oh yeah, I I cook bland food and I. Uh, watch explosions and I'm proud to be an American. It's like what does that mean anymore? If you're proud like, what, to be an American, it doesn't mean it means honestly, that you, but what did it, it
1: Yeah, I mean like you're you stand firmly by our ideals of uh mass consumption, capitalist slavery and warmongering. And those are the really the only three American staples.
0: Right. I I don't really understand. I mean, I I understand I suppose that it exists. But I don't really understand, like, the the impulse there, I suppose, because I have done other things with my life, I guess, than... Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, 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 think that, watch explosions. I think that at the end of the day, if you have that patriotism vibe, it means that you're not willing to think critically and you're not looking to change that.
0: <laughs> right, and it's also, like, maybe you're comfortable. That's what it's really telling me. It's, like, between, you know, political affiliations, because I don't bring that shit up to normal in normal conversation obviously
1: yeah i wish i i wish i could keep my mouth shut better
0: i'll do it whenever i see like maybe an opening and i'll try and be like and this is a thing that also happens um but very much i'm trying like i think mostly my first thing is and you're doing this of course but then you also have bootlickers that are just surrounding you because it's like yeah, the boss sucks, right? And then most of the time I get, yeah, the boss sucks. No,
1: I get. (laughs) I literally just get this company is amazing and if anyone uh, thinks otherwise, then obviously they're some kind of a commie. I I am a commie and that's not not an insult, (laughs) but they don't see it that way. There's no way. they, They literally, in their mind, commie literally is just another word for evil.
0: Yep, because yeah, I mean, a lot of people are... In the, same, uh, in the same way that liberals, in the recently since Trump really have started calling a lot of things fascist, and that's like a, a byword for you know, they, they there's no really uh, there's either the over intellectualized people who are like trying to figure out what it means exactly and pinpoint exactly what fascism is so that they can carve out a space to prove that liberalism itself isn't also a little bit fascist. You know, um, or they're just like using it like other people use comedy to be like, oh, it's evil. It's Judeo-Bolshevism. It's some terrifying boogeyman." Yeah,
1: I mean, we we here in America have lost any sense of words that have meaning. They are just random sound yeah. sound bites now. Anyway, to get back to random sound bites Sorry, I uh, I've been <laughs> derailed your little anecdote about uh, sharing. The good neighbors in American pride.
0: The good neighborly uh, people of Nashville who wouldn't talk about politics and who would, uh, I suppose, assume the best of our angels of better nature. I don't remember what that's I mean, saying, My conservative but, so neighbor
1: definitely doesn't want to murder gay people. I mean, Obviously, Yeah,
0: certainly not. <laughs> he doesn't fantasize about... Ugh. All right. Traditionally, white Southerners aren't big on the flag. The fall of Vicksburg took place in July fourth, eighteen sixty-three. A civil war, br- a civil war battle lost by the Confederacy on the anniversary of the founding of the Union, meant that many Southerners considered the Fourth of July a Yankee holiday.
1: Imagine, imagine Today, being you know, so defensive of the Confederacy that you're like, "Fuck the Fourth of July!"
0: Dude, I we were driving past a uh, Confederate memorial. Uh, a memorial cemetery, and I was like, oh look, public restrooms." I, I,
1: yeah. Are you there today?
0: The American. Okay, sorry. Oh, have I lost? No, I, I, sorry, I, I, think,
1: I, I think I just yeah. Sorry about that.
0: No, it's all right. All right. Today, the American flag has been co-opted by the very, as if by the very cohort who rejected it so roundly during my childhood. Driving through rural Tennessee last week, I saw an American flag hanging from the bucket of a cherry picker, parked on the side of the road. The flag waved above a tent, offering fireworks for sale. The flag was even bigger than the tent. Take a drive through any red state and you'll see American flags flying above truck stops, dangling from construction cranes, stretched across the back of windshields of cars, emblazoned on clothing and, of course, waving, from front porch. And of course, while we're at it, you not... see plenty
1: of those Confederate flags we were talking about too.
0: <laughs> right. Also, right next to it, or like a blue line, or "Don't Tread on Me." Man, these guys are keeping uh, the flag merchants in. Oh yeah, honestly, good yeah. Business.
1: If you're if, if you're a flag maker nowadays, you're set.
0: Yo, I needed to get in on making like a nylon factory. I, I made a horrible
1: mistake. We we definitely went into the wrong my... lines of work, Kyle.
0: Yeah, I should have I should have turned all my. Uh, my pizza delivery money into making a factory for flags. Yeah. <coughs> the sheer volume of American flag paraphernalia that white people seem to own boggles my mind. Tweeted the Times columnist Tressy McMillan caught last month. I assume it just sort of flows to them and they aren't all buying it? Buying all of it? I'm not sure. Well, I'm pretty sure white yeah. people are buying this stuff. Yep. Yeah. But not all of us. Old glory has become such a strong feature of Trump rallies that many liberals have all but rejected it, unwilling to embrace the symbol of a worldview that we find anathema. Today, flying the flag from the back of a pickup truck or over a lawn is increasingly seen as a clue, albeit an imperfect one, to a person's political affiliation in a deeply divided nation, Sarah Maslin Near wrote last year in the Times. And I think, like, that's kind of interesting – not interesting, but it is a funny little observation. It's like, admittedly, all of the stuff that I have, I've never paid for an American flag. I'll get, like, a little – a teeny little, like
1: – I I also have never paid for – I mean, I, hand, I have never paid for – flags. Yeah, I've really never paid for any kind of uh, – Symbol of my ideals and beliefs because most of the if I ever want like a sign for a politician, which is very rare, but like for any of the ones I support, they give their signs and stuff away. So
0: yeah, they'll just give it away. Yeah, I'm not paying for it. Imagine, imagine
1: paying twenty five dollars to, to tell people you support Elizabeth Warren because
0: I would seriously <laughs> no. Yeah, there's. I bought I bought a, a bumper sticker, but that was like ten bucks, and I was also I've, like doing as donation for free. or whatever. Oh, you got a bumper sticker for I got free? The Bernie, oh. Yeah, I got the Bernie 2016 most... and
1: 2020 ones for free.
0: I got the 2020 ones for free. I, I, did I get one without a 2020? Fuck. What's it? Did I pay for that? No, I think it came with a donation. I think that's that, what it no, was. But, hey, hey, I, about so I, so I technically didn't, didn't pay, pay
1: for the bumper sticker, but I got the bumper sticker. It, it, you might argue that I did buy that bumper sticker in some capacity.
0: Yeah, basically buying it, but, you know, whatever. I've never bought a flag. Yeah, that's, that, that's damn for sure. sure.
1: I mean, I never would because I'm not a. I'm not a patriot.
0: I've had plenty of reason to doubt the viability of the American experiment. I was born during the Vietnam War in the segregated South. I watched the Watergate hearings on television as a child. I saw my government launch an unprovoked ground invasion into another country and conduct covert drone warfare in another. Okay,
1: so I wept. acknowledging these things, clearly she's going to the border. That was a bad time to cut you off. Acknowledging all these things – uh Clearly, that means that she's definitely going to stand against capitalist oppression, right? That's going to be the theme of the article? Right.
0: You, you, she even follows this up with another, like, and here's why America's bad. But no other time in my life has caused me to doubt American democracy so profoundly as I doubt it now. The Supreme Court has issued opinions tying the hands of liberal state legislators trying to protect their citizens from gun violence while simultaneously handing to conservative state legislators total control over their citizens' reproductive rights. The final ruling of this session hamstrings the Environmental Protection Agency's authority to fight climate change. And so she's saying... Oh, yeah. Look at all know, these reasons I America's saw bad. Horrible corruption. I saw a horribly mismanaged gra- ground and bombing campaign in Vietnam. And then I saw another one in Iraq and uh, the expansion of the drone program all over, including Afghanistan, obviously. Yeah. And then also, you know, these Supreme Court things where we're basically making it uh, into regressing a little to the 1800s. Or... Of horrible shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, we're going pre Civil War, like federalism, and also. Uh, probably a lot more like it's going to be a judicial and I mean it is already a judicial coup that's what's happened here it happened in 2000 but I have a but, feeling like that I, have, from saying, I have a
1: feeling that if the uh, motif of this piece was fuck america then you wouldn't have picked it as the article to make fun of
0: no i i really wish that they had gone ahead and been like and that's why I'm not taking it back. I'm going to come up with a flag that's... Actually, I'm going to take it back and I'm going to burn it. Like That would be a better one. But I'm taking it back to burn it. But
1: no. The The
0: majority of Americans... Sorry, go ahead. The majority of Americans did not want the court to overturn Roe. They did not want to be surrounded by guns. They're deeply worried about climate change. With these Supreme Court rulings, the law of the land no longer reflects the will of the people who live here. I am struggling terribly with this reality. I have staked my entire worldview on the belief that people are mostly good, even when we don't agree with each other. But I find myself now fighting a raging internal battle not to hate everyone whose decisions, large and small, have led to this political moment. Which is wrong? You should hate. Yeah, them. You should just go you ahead. And just hate, them.
1: hate them. It's that's not that, hate them. That my father's the same way. He like all hate is evil, but also Donald Trump single handedly is the most evil man ever, and everything he does is the reason things are bad, and no one else is causing any problems except for Trump because he's bad and hate him.
0: There's functionally no difference between the hate that you know they see conservatives feeling, which they'd certainly do, and they're giving into it. Their rage. And their self-immolation, their attempts to—the difference is that you know one is a, you know, uh, I guess euphoric impulse, and then the other one is a, you know, kind of Protestant self-flagellation. Like I have to feel bad in order to 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 justify my place, whereas the other one is just I have to make other people feel bad to justify my place. It, it's just not. Ex- and, you know, obviously, functionally, when there's a system built in to support both of these people because they're still part of the same class, uh, everybody else still gets hurt. That's what the function is. But she tries to remind herself that Americans have always had reason to despair, to suspect that Dr. Revlin, or Reverend Dr. D- Martin Luther King Jr. was overly hopeful when he told us the arc of the u- moral universe bends towards justice man i i think he was making generalizations yeah you know. he, i think and then i
1: yeah he i mean you sometimes you got to say that peppy stuff to get people on board for the bigger message
0: yeah you got to get people in um but they take that to mean oh we can sit on our hands because the moral yeah, art it's going
1: to work out don't worry and that's i mean and that's when they that's when they conveniently ignored the part where he said the centrists are the most dangerous threat to black people you know
0: exactly right because that is, and we've seen that it's going to just get worse be, as long as we do this the, the 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 roadblock of democrats and centrism it's just going to get worse but uh, then i remember all the times when this wild unstoppable unwarranted hope hope that motivated millions of people to log numberless hours of painstaking work managed somehow to yield previously unthinkable triumphs in 2015, my family and I were among the crowd of marriage equality ad- advocates waiting outside the Supreme Court for a ruling in the Obergefell v. Hodges case. I have written about this. And... <laughs> the best case scenario, everyone around us agreed, was a ruling that required states that had banned same-sex marriage to recognize marriages performed in states where it was legal. I will never forget the untrammeled joy that exploded when the ruling went even further, identifying marriage as a constitutional right.
1: And, you know, good good for understand. us for getting that right, and it will be stripped away from us within the next couple years, but, you know. Yeah,
0: we- if not next session, maybe in the next, like, couple, yeah. because they have all the time in the world, and that's as long as they're alive, and they're going to win everything, because, I mean, fucking Biden just— gave another federal judgeship to an anti-abortion McConnell Yeah, and I mean,
1: pick, so. unfortunately, even a lot of the, quote-unquote – I mean, I don't want to say quote-unquote. Unfortunately, a lot of the leftist people I know who actually still have that leftist ideology do really think that the best thing we can do is just keep voting for Democrats because if we keep the Democrats in power for the next 20 years straight, then we can totally fix this. <laughs>
0: no, they just need to be completely eliminated at this point because it's like – I'm not an accelerationist, but there's n- – there's we're only going backward if if we if we keep doing this it's only going to get worse i mean it's only going to become more entrenched and without anybody any any nobody's going to do anything we will become these isolated little things if we don't if we don't have some force to look to.
1: Yeah, but I mean I guess a, a key thing to look at is the fact that between civil rights in the 1960s and 70s and then 2015 where we got legal gay marriage, the fact that we got no c- compensations or recompense whatsoever in between that gap speaks louder than the fact that we won that small victory in 2015.
0: They followed up the the ruling. So she follows this up in this article that I will never. I will also never forget what happened next—the Twin Towers fell, of course, in 2015. I will also never forget what happened next. The jubilant crowd began to sing the national anthem. How fucking touching!
1: Patriotism really won the day. It only took. It only took a forty. It only took a forty-five year gap to get.
0: Given us what we last for, we have prayed. I find myself coming back again and again to that heart-lifting experience, the way it happened only because marriage equality advocates kept pressing for change despite decades of setbacks, against the constant threat and often the reality of violence. I think about the singing, about how, in that first flush of profound, unexpected joy, what came to mind was the promise this country still holds. It should not be so unbearably hard for justice to prevail, and justice finally gained should never be, again, at risk. Yeah, well, that's not how that works. But this is the country we live in. The fight for freedom will never be over. And God help me, I will not be the one who gives up. This is my country too, and I will not surrender it to a vocal minority of undemocratic tyrants. I want to mention, though, right now, that it's like her and marriage equality advocates. I don't know. There, There is, of course, a link to another thing where that she wrote about being out in front of the supreme court but it sounds to me as though it was it was like protest stuff it was probably you know it it didn't close any streets it was on a saturday or something you got like an escort um the people who really won that were of course people like sex workers people who were organizing a, more a broader base than than the you know suburbanites or you know weekend protest goers yeah it ended up being that, yeah, again, you could go there and get your very pretty picture in front of the Supreme Court and all sing your stupid patriotic songs. Well, I mean, but, but, like, it wasn't them necessarily. Liberal white ladies love to take credit for the main uh, thing. stuff. Oh, for sure. We were there. We did, we did the J20 stuff, and it's like, what did you do? The, the people who actually did stuff were arrested because they were rioting, which is correct, and I like rioting pro riot here yeah, but um it's because they also forget you know in the same article and that quotes mlk i wonder how often they uh remember his quote that rioting is the uh voice of the silenced people like that's
1: yeah well, no these these liberals these the people with her agenda tend to think that rioting is a bad thing it's like oh they're just burning you're only burning you're only hurting your own communities you're not. You're, 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 I yeah. believe in your cause, but you're doing it the wrong way by doing anything doing remotely violent at all. You should always just right. get on your knees and ask the police please to not shoot you in the head. And then when they do, you should be like, well, at least I wasn't violent.
0: Right. Exactly. I was Kantian and I did the correct thing to make my own soul clear. Because it's inherently individualist and selfish.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's the problem with, uh, I mean, again, problem yeah, with spectacle. being patriotic right now is you have to look at all of the evil shit we do both here and abroad and just say well yeah there's flaws but our country on it at its core is still good and great. And it's like no this is this is the country at its core. We are seeing the evils that it's happy to commit and we need to dismantle this country if we ever want to build something worth living in. Mm. Yeah.
0: They're never going to realize that but it it has to end.
1: Yep. Anyways, uh, yeah, just some good old-fashioned patriotism for the 4th of July, but, uh, we won't, we won't, of course, leave you with just those silly little, uh, uh, mockeries of what we have become as a country. We naturally have to cover, uh, in addition to the Roe v. Wade stuff we touched on, a few major news events of the past couple months, and, uh, with that, let's bring it to a nice extended news blast! So we are going to start, of course, with the Supreme Court because why wouldn't we? You know, let's get, let's get the big one out of the way yeah. so we can all clear our minds of that and think about some of the other stuff. Um,
0: what was it? The twenty fourth, June twenty
1: fourth. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, for, there was a days. period there after like the leak had happened where I'm like, "This is going to be a bluff. They won't. It, it's not going to really happen because there would be too much. There would be too much backlash." And then it really happened, and then there was no backlash, and I was just like, "Oh, mm-hmm. sweet. I hate everything."
0: <laughs> well, Matt Crispin was right. He was saying like they had two months. They had two months to come up with any plan to show that they were actually invested in doing something about it. And what happened? They campaigned Donate, for an anti-abortion. <laughs> they campaigned for an anti-abortion uh, Democrat in the primary in Texas. I
1: mean, just the other day, Biden, not, not – not, just the other day, but uh, just a couple days ago, Biden uh, had a deal with Mitch McConnell where he said he would appoint a lifetime judge who's an anti-abortionist if, because McConnell said in exchange that they'll totally uh, play fair in the future if you do this for us. Just, just trust us. It's like, and uh, I mean, I don't I, know if it's that Biden I really is that stupid, which is, is part of it.
0: Stupid. I cannot. Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he probably actually might be now, but the man in the past has made these same kinds of deals, and it was back when he was actually yeah, losing. He, no, the he man knows was sharp. He was a cunning player, he, but now he's a fucking mush. Brain. Yeah, but he knows. I you mean, know, like he, he
1: and his handlers know full well that there is not going to be any fairness from, from the right handlers, wing, sure. and they don't care. They like when we lose because losing is. I, I mean, the Democrats have got to all be like masochists, massively masochistic people.
0: No, they aren't. They're absolutely addicted to their pleasures, and that's why they just are like, oh, yeah, you think – and one of their pleasures is the idea that they are the reasonable people, and they're the ones who will give. And then when they are materially unaffected by the decisions that they stupidly thought would be left unmade by the people they made these deals with, they get to pretend and feel good about how they did the right thing anyhow.
1: Yeah, that's, that makes more sense. It's yeah, I mean, and it's that kind of messed up mentality, which is why the Supreme Court can completely ignore anything resembling a Constitution. And I will say to to the credit though of uh, all the people, to, to uh, because there is a large contingent out there of oh, we could have codified Roe v. Wade long ago. Our Supreme Court has clearly shown that the Constitution holds no sway over them. If we had codified it, there's no reason they couldn't have still repealed it. That's the sad reality. Our Supreme Court is. Above any any law, any kind of uh, actual justice, they choose what rules they want to make and make them, and it is filled with, by and large, evil people.
0: I have to wonder, though. Like, is the person in that fucking uh, opinion article? Do they think that these guys weren't undemocratic before because the Supreme Court didn't happen just with Trump? You know, we did. We got people out of the W. Bush years, and a lot of fucking uh yeah you know, i mean mcconnell's a normal ass republican he's been in there for like 38 years now like it's not a new thing what they're doing this has been a federalist society plot since the fucking 80s or 70s and so why would you think that like the the, the it it's just coming it's being it's a culmination event now this is like a a, a climax of their not even a climax but the beginning of their come total ascendancy, because now they have six three, they get to do whatever they want, whatever the hell they want. They'll they'll yeah. cut roads. No, I mean, they'll cut, r- get rid of the EPA. They'll make it so that you can't uh, restrict people's ability to conceal carry. They'll make it so that um, apparently next session they're taking on a case that's going to be about whether or not state electors have to be. Uh, tied to the popular vote
1: yeah i mean and unfortunately, with this uh, horribly unjust supreme court that is going to take away environmental rights that is certain to cut uh, gay marriage and I, I i do feel bad for every minority out there i mean i also feel bad for straight white men because for 90 percent of them it's also going to get shittier but it's so much 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 worse for every single minority now that all the conservatives can say well at least my bible stuff gets to happen um but there's yeah, it's 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 frustrating because there's three major mentalities out there. There's the far left, which is hey, let's drag all these conservative judges out of their bed and put bullets in their heads. And there's the far right, who's like, yes, I love everything you're doing, keep doing it. We would be the ta- we, we literally support all the things, same things as the Taliban, except for we have to hate the Taliban because we're racists. And then there's the centrists who are like, you know what? Who you know whose fault this is that all this stuff's happening? It's the left for not voting hard enough for Hillary. That is mm-hmm. that is the core. It's, I've seen so much of that mentality that the reason that all the so Supreme Court enough, stuff is happening sure. is not uh, decades and decades of lead up to our country getting more and more crumbled and shitty. It is us leftists not voting hard enough in 2016.
0: Yeah, it always ends up being like, firstly, how is this not our fault? It's such a tragedy. Who is it blame? It's not us who have had the power the whole time obviously it's the left who didn't get enough on board it, even though every time you can cl- show them that it's actually their faction that generally breaks away from the coalition it's oh, like look at what happened to macron in or you know it, the 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 what's the, the what's their party i can't remember macron's party but uh
1: yeah no, uh, whatever that ma- that french centrist party
0: right the french centrist center center left which is just about privatizing everything that the the labor had that labor had once won for them but um when when the further left the melanchone, the farther leftish of the social democrats um got to uh his 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 slate was winning in some seats uh the centrists stayed home and
1: Oh yeah, I mean centrists will. Damn. Centrists gave will gave
0: more away to uh, what they were like. Oh, it's the fascists coming, and then they basically, you know, if if my staying home in 2020 was a vote for Trump, then their staying home was a vote for Marine Le Pen. And, so I don't. know I, I
1: mean that's I. uh i I, I, we, I wish that we could get the actual proof of this because if our uh, primaries and our electoral system were fair in any capacity Bernie would have gotten the nod uh, I mean I do there he had a lot of flaws in his campaign but you know he was also actively undercut by his own you know the party he was supposed to be working with regardless if he had actually gotten the nod for either the 2016 or 2020 election it would have been just very it would have – I mean it wouldn't have done any good, but it would have at least been satisfact- satisfactory to see the evidence that, oh, look, all these centrists who told us to vote blue no matter who suddenly won't touch a Bernie a Bernie ballot. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's – They wouldn't. I don't know. It's – I mean it has the problem with being a leftist. Is it The far right hates you because they literally don't understand you, and the centrists hate you because they're, to- they're told that you're more dangerous than the far right.
0: Right, because that's – again – Centrism tends to be a more moralistic kind of like, I need to feel good about myself thing. It's not a material analysis and their material is connected to how the status quo is. They're probably property owners. They might be bosses. They might be professionals. Uh, It doesn't really matter because they are benefiting from the state that punishes and dominates the proletariat who are beneath them, either tangentially either you know precariously or maybe as if they are owners if they're large like landlords or some shit pretty safely
1: yeah um but yeah i mean other than uh i mean with with it being clear that biden has said he has no intention of packing courts with it being clear that our uh, our democratic institutions have no intention of actually doing anything pragmatic to stand up against these changes and their only solution is send us more money and vote harder I mean, it's the Supreme Court is going to be able to keep doing these things, and it's not going to get better, and that's – and we will – I mean, the left will continue to get blamed, but at this point, I I just need to learn to tune that out completely because there's no good I can do trying to push back against the, the average Missourian who, unfortunately – I've talked to many people in my state. Again, i talked to my coworkers, and I've talked to people who are like, well, it is this new uh, law isn't a problem if women can just learn to keep their legs shut. And this is millennial women who have said this to me. So, yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's not pretend that the, yeah, it's like the age, the generational divide is real materially, but just because you're a millennial or a Zoomer or some shit, that doesn't mean that you're going to have good politics. There are plenty of shitty people yeah. out there. And I have every generation.
1: And I mean, and it's again, a indoctrination from their parents, which your... passes down, you know. Right. Yep.
0: It's decided by your demographics. It's decided about how... How much you're you've been able to like travel or talk to other traveled people? It's been it's about like how much money you have tied up in the system and is it good or bad for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's bad. It's going to get worse, especially for any minority group of any sort. And I I wish that I had any optimism for you, and I do because if you look at the mainstream news, we have some great news. We're gonna get Trump for sure, January sixth. Oh, he's going down. We got all this hard oh, evidence yeah, against him, and we're again. doing he threw a burger. The, every. The only thing, in fact, we don't even need to talk about Roe v. Wade on the news because January sixth hearings are the real. That's the, where the real story's at. Board.
0: <sighs> okay, it's like I I don't understand how they how they uh, can I, act, I, again. I do understand it's because they want to feel like the good guys. It's they need to make something. They need to pretend like they're doing something. Same with like the cigarette, uh, like, awakening bills that fucking Biden's trying to do. He's trying to look busy yeah. so that he can get rid of people's jewels and take away their small vices while things just kind of continue to get worse. So all our former smokers are going to be super irritable yeah. as as the world heats up. But you know what? The Democrats also, get their virtue fucking... signaling. Yeah, but you have to go and watch your mandatory, you know, prime time fucking
1: theater yeah it's yeah it's i mean i can't say i've kept up on much of the january 6th stuff what i've heard has be- mostly been filtered through chapo but it's it's just it's or that or of course my father who uh has watched every single minute of this stuff and is like oh my god donald trump is he's they're gonna have him in chains there's no way he'll, like I, I still talk about how he's going to win in 2024 my father's like he's not gonna get to run he's gonna be in jail i'm like how can you how can I you still believe fucking you believe that, that when you're you're, you're a doctor Not a medical doctor, but you have a doctorate. How can you... Well, that's it.
0: Because his doctorate was meant to indoctrinate him. It had nothing to do with learning.
1: I just... I don't understand how someone so educated can be so stupid. But anyways, it's... He's never going to face justice. None of the big players in any capacity will ever face justice. But maybe we'll get a few other fucking uh, 4chaners and uh, QAnon people behind bars for a couple of years, and then we can say, look, we got them we won. Yeah. And it it's will be like, touted, as, no matter how small it is, it will be touted as a victory by the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> They'll call it a win, but it's not going to be a uh, it won't be anything good for us, that's fucking for sure. Okay.
1: But yeah, I don't have much to say on this other than just, I wanted to make fun of it for a bit. So, uh, I guess we should dump to something that actually can be touted as a victory for the, for actual leftist okay. agendas. Not here, obviously. Never here.
0: Not here, of course. Never. Well, maybe. Yeah, I mean,
1: the good news about Uh, uh, socialist revolutionism in America is that the CIA can't coup itself,
0: right? (laughs) Except that it it definitely could and will. It definitely would. It will. It eventually it'll. I'm just picturing the day when America has to
1: fight, go to war against America to fight all the evil Americans.
0: (laughs) But yeah, no, it's um. We have a good thing out of the South Americas, so we know that, like, uh, you know, America and the system that we've built after World War II, it's kind of like a... Dia- not a diaspora. It's like what I mentioned back when we were talking about... Um, I was talking about the book I was reading, How to Hide an Empire. It's like a pointillist empire. And part of that is having, like, our our um, outposts, our allies, you know, essentially uh, pieces of our... Our military hardware are hiding within these places, but it's um, it's places like Israel and it's places like Colombia in the southern hemisphere in our in our backyard, so called in South America. Um, but Colombia, of course, we know you know it's narco central. It's where a lot of the CIA DEA stuff is coming through. Uh, that's where you're going to get a lot of the, the the crack that they ended up. Dropping in LA kind of stuff. That's where it's produced, of course. And there's a lot of money in it. It's a lot of untraceable yeah. money. And uh, it's kind of dominated the politics of Colombia for at least since World War yeah, II. They definitely, um, probably they
1: definitely suffered under a lot of capitalist evil over the years.
0: Yeah, but apparently and, and if people don't know, there's there was about a 50-year-long um, civil war between the uh you know American aligned. Yeah, not quite fascist, I don't know, narco narco kleptocracy. maybe, I don't know, an oligarchy of a bunch of shitty people, so basically fascist. Um, narco-lords who were attached to the American government and the FARC who were uh, Marxists. Um, and one of those Marxists from the FARC, um, a man named Gustavo Petro, he was a young guerrilla fighter when he... Well, when he was young, he was a guerrilla fighter. And now, since he... Uh, won the mayoralty of Bogota some time ago basically instituted a lot of gun reforms you know which is mixed you know mixed bag we know would
1: i mean it's important it's important that we still have some kind
0: of arms to in a lot of ways but where, yeah, where i've been at it, lately is kind of like, i
1: wouldn't mind an assault rifle ban because if we're fighting even if they have better weapons than us if we're fighting back with deer rifles it's a lot easier to feel like the good guys in the situation
0: yeah it certainly is that um, but um Essentially, this guy who's done some work, basically, you know, uh, some social democratic work, basically, in his city of Bogota, um, he has won the presidency of Colombia. So we have a person who isn't an overtly, you know, horrific uh, narco yeah, maybe. lord yeah, in Colombia.
1: Does in fact, well, I wouldn't call him far left, but has a leftist president, and that is any left, even even pink leftism is better than no leftism for sure.
0: Yeah, pink tide is fine, and I. Um, Part of that, too, is like he's, of course, a um he's going to be fighting against a reactionary legislator, uh, which is, you know, unlike Biden, he might actually do something. But it's still, it's like there's going to be issues in the way. But any kind of push in that direction, I think, is something to at least take a little heart in.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a... Uh... These small victories are all honestly the, the best things we can look forward to anymore. Especially if you're a leftist, it's hard, damn near impossible to find anything uh, worth celebrating. So anyone who's upset about this for him not being leftist enough is just destined to choose to be determined to be miserable, you know. And that, I mean, if that's how you want to live yeah. your life, I guess. But no, this is this is a win, and uh, I am, I am happy about it for now. And I sure wish wish him the best in dodging all the CIA assassination attempts.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, um, there's been a ton of other news, obviously, but not, over the past few months. But realistically, none of it matters because the way the news moves nowadays, it's a story that the story, the breaking stories are usually here's this thing that's not happening. <laughs> so. Uh, we're yeah, still not exactly. getting any student loan we oh aren't i guess uh, we are in, i guess this isn't uh, news for today but we uh, we uh biden has confirmed he's not renewing the student loan extensions anymore so 2 months and everyone get, can get back to paying them <laughs> so fucked. that'll be good <laughs> jesus christ oh, so not so lovely to that. yeah and I mean, there's all these articles like oh and biden is still toying with student loan forgiveness no he's not stop stop trying to pretend to was
0: every time
1: yeah it's uh yeah, it's just—I mean—the arc of history bends towards sad, and it's probably just going to be bad. Yeah, all, sure. But we can again. I, there's no reason to give up. And uh, at the end of the day, I, even if even if uh, you're not winning the fight, it doesn't mean that there's any excuse not to keep trying to pump out love and solidarity.
0: Love and solidarity, y'all.
1: It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet.
0: They talk. So I'm told.